0: Hey folks, Trip here. As you'll hear on this recording, I messed up the connection for my microphone and it recorded with the onboard computer mic. I am really sorry and I promise to try not to do this ever again. If you're an Android user and you're looking for a great way to listen to your podcasts, you ought to check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. There are thousands of good reviews touting all the wonderful features. I like the one where you just favorite your most enjoyed shows favorite your favorite shows i always feel like is a silly sentence favorite your favorite
1: shows that's what i'm gonna say you mark your favorite you mark your favorite shows i guess you could say but
0: it's called favoriting in the app okay the fair so anyway you favorite the podcasts you like the most and then whenever they come out with a new episode it downloads right to your device so you never have to think about it and in times like these well, all times. Where you don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> yes. It's nice to just have things like, oh, a new episode of a show that I like is available. Check it out on the Google Play Store. There are thousands of good reviews. Uh, you don't have to take our word for it. That's the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, you have a couple of days left. We've extended the deadline for listener request month. want to give everybody the opportunity to get those uh, requests in. We are pushing that from uh, May from April 30th back to May 8th at the stroke of midnight so that's the second Friday in May call 856 dissect if you uh, need help with transcribing the number hit up the social media feeds uh, where I have it all typed out but leave us a short message and we will draw those sometime in May with a fun live
1: drawing and all prides are basically being cancelled so make it a good listener request month I swear to God. <laughs> I don't care. Do whatever you want. That's what I say. What else am I doing? I don't want it to be a long movie, (laughs) and I don't want it to suck.
0: Somebody was asking me about Scarface recently. They're like, have you ever
1: done that? And I was like, no. They're like, why
0: not? It seems like kind of iconic. And I was like, it is. It's also three hours long is it really yeah and i just i i know that i won't like it i've not seen it but it just you can i like
1: the elementary school scarface yeah that was very funny but anyway uh, that's cute this is just watch that scarface what we
0: have now done is man or uh streisand affected it's just going to be 50 scarface suggestions um (laughs) wait what streisand what she the streisand effect she like tried to hide something and in trying to hide the thing it made it much more big a deal and then all these people i think it was like a giant house or something Barbara Streisand is like, maybe she bought a huge house or she was having an event or some ostentatious rich person thing. And she went to such lengths to hide the ostentatious thing that people were even more curious about it. So it's like, oh, interesting. The the Streisand effect is the mall she has built beneath her house. It might be. But the Streisand effect is attempting to get something to not happen so hard that you make it happen. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, 856 dissect. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Die Second the 80s. I am Triplano, one half of the mega podcasting powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, who's like totally like radical, the macho of Andrew Andrew Lino. Uh, we are first. This was uh, this 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 movie came into into the podcast feed for you because it's Mother's Day and we try to do something that mom was she's been begging us to do this movie for six years. Like literally yeah. for episode one, it's like when when is the Valley Girl episode? This and Urban Cowboy yes. are the two that yes. she's like, please, yes, um, just like dying to see us do those two movies. Um, I'm thinking she's going to be a little disappointed in one of us after it's all said and done. But so one of us, so we so we put the we put this in the feed, and then it turns out that the remake uh, with Logan Paul that they c- tried to shove off into obscurity is being released on May 8th, so we're tying very nicely into that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Two years ago, this the remake got made and was supposed to be released, and they were like, oh, just, no, no, no well, just,
0: no. well, let's do this and then do that. We watched Valley Girl, so you know what that means.
1: We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's you like, totally bitchin' boyfriend. Something's gonna about you, like, totally bitchin' boyfriend. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit.
0: So I'm not hundred percent sure, but I am pretty sure that the Logan Paul thing happened right after that suicide forest thing with him. Wait, wh- I know th- what what happened right after the Suicide Forest? So the uh, movie Logan was supposed to come out. And then, and then the
1: Suicide Forest thing. Happened.
0: It was it was like a month. It was like a couple of months before the Suicide Forest thing. I'm pretty sure. And they were like, "Oh shit, everybody pull back on the Logan Paul thing." And so they put this movie back into the hopper and just basically left it for dead. It was supposed to be. So that that Suicide Forest thing came out January 2018. The this original I thought it was 2017. I was it 2017. I just googled and the article said January okay. 2018. Um, this movie is coming out now, but originally it was supposed to come out, uh, June, 2018. So it was like six months within that suicide forest thing. And everyone was like, nope, plus every other horrible thing that he did.
1: And you know what really blows is that that movie has three actresses who like could have gotten earlier stepping stone. Like they're getting them. Like it's, um, the girl from happy death day. Uh, yeah.
0: Her name is Jessica Roth, I think.
1: Yes, she plays the Julie Richmond character, and I mean, I I really like her as an actress. I do. Too. So I've, I would I would have liked to see her in more stuff. Um, I want to say her name is Ashley Crawford. Uh, she plays Josie as, as in Josie and the Pussycats on Riverdale, and now in the spinoff show Katie Keene. Um, and the girl from she's the ex girlfriend in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Who is now in the Bad Girls show? Oh, wait,
0: you're talking I about May? Bad
1: Girls? Yes. Mae Whitman has been around forever.
0: Mae Whitman was on Eris Development.
1: Yeah, but I feel like she kind of dipped. She's like 45
0: years old and still playing teenagers. I know, that weirds me out so much. Yeah, she's my age. She's she's about a year younger than me, and she's still playing teenagers. Although I guess technically this movie was filmed four years ago. 27, playing a teenager is not that weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it's awful. I, I, it's one of the one of those times where it's like it'd be so easy for us to get a review copy, and I just I couldn't be bothered. Even during COVID, yeah. I don't want to have any interest. But I will say one thing: in watching the trailer, the the gimmick is that uh, Alicia Silverstone, aka Sheriff from Clueless, is telling her daughter a story. A
1: the woman who chews up her children's food for them. Whatever, I, that's fine.
0: <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Why isn't it a '90s movie? You have the quintessential '90s Valley Girl in the movie. Tell the story of the that just updated. Take me. What are we doing? Why? Why is? Why is this a thing?
1: I know it should have been a clueless. It should have been. It should have basically been a remake. Yes!
0: <laughs> it's so obvious. Like clueless, a movie that owes a lot to Valley Girl in style and culture and everything. They're like. I, I, I really think in rewatching Valley Girl that Clueless is the most strong analog where it's – the movie is really a perfect cutout slice of this exact moment in time sort of crystallized to Amber in terms of yeah. music, in terms of fashion, in terms of slang. Clueless is very this much the same thing of like there's not really much of a plot in the movie, but it's resonated I mean, culturally. It's Emma. I guess. I mean just like this okay, just like this is Romeo and Juliet, but it's like the boringest version of an already boring story.
1: Yeah, no, this I think this movie has less of a plot than Clueless, is what I would say.
0: But I think that like the cultural relevance of both of them is that they're such like the reason why this movie is beloved and why it probably doesn't hit as hard for the two of us is that it's like a slice of life remembrance thing for a time that we didn't experience. Uh, but with Clueless, like I did live through the '90s, I was there, and I. It's when I turned that movie on, I was like, "Oh my god, I remember most of the." The only thing they don't have in that movie is like a pog
1: scene, which would be the <laughs> yeah. like the one piece <laughs> Marvin of Marvin the Martian features heavily. Right, right. Skateboarding. Right.
0: Yeah, I like. I was going through stuff at mom and dad's, and I was like, all these Marvin the Martian things. I'm like, why did I like this so much? It's not like I was watching a lot of Looney Tunes, but he was hit. He was hot.
1: Yeah, he. I was like, I. I've said that I was like, Trip for some reason just loved Marvin the Martian. Yeah, I was, I was all in. Anyway, we've, we're going, we're rambling and we
0: should talk about Valley Girl, but I just don't understand how it's like, all right, we're going to hire this quintessentially famous 90s actress and have her tell a story of the 80s. And then the other thing is like, this is something that Stranger Things does better than most 80s stuff. And I, I think it doesn't get enough. It doesn't feel like cosplay. Yes. It's just a like
1: a shitty prom theme is what this movie looks like. It looks like you went to Party City and you got, like, 80s lady in a bag costume where it's a neon pink arm fishnet armband and a neon green fishnet armband and a scrunchie. And they are like, here's your costume.
0: Right. I mean, the one uh, tree from uh, Happy Death Day is literally wearing Madonna's outfit from one of her videos. Like a virgin, I think. Yeah, it's the wedding dress, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Anyway... I'm never gonna see that. Neither of you. So it should have been Molly Ringwald. Yeah,
1: not Alicia Silverstone. Yes, so it's
0: like if you're gonna and and the reason why it's Alicia Silverstone is because she's about ten years younger, and because they wanted the daughter to be twenty, not you know ten or, or thirty rather. Uh, so I, it just it's all very stupid. But yeah, it
1: should have been Molly Ringwald, and it, it, ha, it would have. If to, you're gonna do this frame, Because right. I'm not mad about the framing device. No, it's I think cute and a cute way to do it, and why why it's in eighties like a, a throw a flashback story. But, why I was, yeah, Alicia Silverstone does not make sense for an 80s throwback.
0: And, like, frankly, I know you, I, obviously he's a trash monster, he's human HPV, but like, Logan Paul, as the douchey boyfriend, is actually pretty perfect
1: casting, because he doesn't have to do anything. I thought he was playing Randy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is good casting, but he also should be put on a rocket and shot into the sun. Sure, yeah, no, I mean... And his little brother. That's fine with me.
0: Anyway, let's talk about the movie we're here to talk about, which is Valley Girl... Uh, The original one.
1: 1983, not Valley Girl, parentheses, 2020. Yes.
0: Uh, It is a movie, it is the second appearance on this podcast of Ms. Martha Coolidge, and also the third for Michelle Meyrink.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, Martha Coolidge, director, who was uh, told by producers, you have to have four shots with boobs in them. Otherwise, you can't make this movie. That makes
0: a lot of sense. I was very curious why there's so much
1: casual nudity here. Yep, the producers said, "We'll let you direct it if you put boobs in it because everything's cuz this is the bad place." <laughs> um
0: yeah, I I think she's obviously talented. I think this movie is poorly edited. There's some cool setups, there's some interesting
1: shots. And I think it's I don't think it's as strongly written as cuz I think it was written in 10 days. And it that shows drives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think if it, if you gave it an extra, you know, Make it an even month, like give it another three weeks to, to let it sit and like work it out because there's no plot in this movie. Well, they want you to think there is, but the problem is that the, the lead character, Julie doesn't ever talk about her own desires and wants. Right. She barely talks period. Yeah. And when she does talk, it's just, well, I like Randy. My friends don't like him. And I was like, I need higher stakes then my high school best friends don't like my boyfriend. Like, I need, like, I'm going to go to college, and, you know, if I, like, I need to be prom, like, if I'm not prom queen, it's not going to look good or not. Like, I need, it can be flimsy, but I need something. It just
0: needs to be this. Julie meets Randy. Julie dates Randy.
1: Her friends shun
0: her, and then she has no friends, and she's torn between this relationship that she likes and having any other social outlet. Like, she's sitting alone at lunch. She's... Not got a partner for the science lab. And you just montage this. It's like a three minute montage. It's like she yes. it's just cutting like a really cute date with Randy at the you know Randy's donuts, Pink's hot dogs, whatever LA other landmark there at the Viper Room, and then you cut back to like Julie's eating her sandwich alone at the lunch
1: table and is sad, and then she's like and like her friends pointedly walk by, yeah,
0: like and then she's shunned, and then she breaks up with Randy because she wants her friends back, and then the culmination of this is her trying to be like. You guys are important to me, but also it's kind of silly that you won't be my friend if I'm dating this guy who's not quote unquote cool enough for you. And then she kind of like merges the two houses of Valley
1: and Punk, whatever we're calling random. She calls Kevin Bacon. He flares his nostrils and glitter comes down from the scene. Right, right. Problem solved. Right
0: but like that doesn't happen it's like she dates randy her friends are like you shouldn't do that she's like
1: okay and then randy spends 40 minutes trying to get her back and then well the it's not even that it's she goes i really love randy and they're like we don't like randy and she's like but i love him dad what should i do and he's like Look, not everything's not everyone's gonna be cool. Like, look how I looked. Da da, da, da yeah. Like, follow your heart. And I was like, oh, so she's gonna pick Randy. And then the next scene is her being like, "Hi, best friends. You think I should get back together with my abusive ex-boyfriend? Right. Okay. Right. I was like, wait, there's something in between there and <laughs> yes, there. Yes,
0: there's many options. Anyway, let's get to it. Um, there is a bizarre. So we have a mall montage to start. Um, and
1: I love eighties
0: mall aesthetic. Yeah. That
1: see, I was excited. It's so great. Yes.
0: This is a good example of what I just mentioned with like Stranger Things getting it right is like this actually was filmed there. And it feels like the Stranger Things people just watched the mall montages in the movie like this and others and duplicated it instead of doing like, I don't know, they're all dressed like Madonna or something. Mm
1: -hmm. Like it's got the it's got that feel like if they threw that that VHS flicker effect Uh every, you know, 20 minutes or so in Stranger Things, I wouldn't be mad because I'd be like, oh, okay, this feels like I'm watching an old VHS. Right, right.
0: Uh, um, but she's got this woody woodpecker pin, which I find I fascinating. Is like just such a weird little thing, which I'm sure is taken from real life. But it's just such an odd little.
1: And one of her best friends is Tommy. Goddamn motherfucking in your face Pickles. Yeah, it's really a problem when he starts
0: talking about orgasms. It's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I,
1: it's because quite... because Tommy uh, E.G. Daly, who's a, a fairly prominent voice actress, I want to I want to say. Um, but for Tommy Pickles, it's not far off from her real voice. Right. For other stuff, she's put on more of a voice. Like Tara Strong is another actress who's done a lot. It's a little huskier
0: as Tommy Pick. It's a little more masculine, but not by a wide margin. Because he's a baby. No, her
1: her voice naturally has a bit of a rasp that Tommy Pickles rasp to it. Um, and so it's just so weird when like she's talking and then her boobs come out, and I'm like, I'm my
0: brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it um so we cut from the mall to nicholas cage looking the babyest he's ever looked i mean b-a-b dash i-e-s-t not i mean technically both things are true but i am here highlighting that he is i a mean neck down is babe. babe
1: he's kind of a babe everywhere what are you talking about he's got a weird face for me he's
0: still got his real hair and it's like yeah it, there's no place it yet. looks nice
1: he's he's not like a young handsome face i don't know what you're talking about i think he's a total babe here I, actually, his face always looked like young Nicolas Cage face looks weird to me because he hasn't his body hasn't grown into it yet yeah I guess so so you got this weird like very adult face on a like young bunk- hunky body it's weird
0: uh, we come from the beach to we're having a party uh, and so we're trying on outfits including one of them wears just like takes her sweatshirt off flips it inside out and puts it back on It's like alright time for the party and I was like wait a minute that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the 80s there's no rules Well, was it like oh the sweatshirt is boring when it's right side out and cool when it's inside out or was it a calculated decision of i'm, I'm gonna wear my sweater in the uncool way so that when i spill icy on it later i can just
1: flip it and no one will see uh maybe yeah maybe Look at this slurpee yeah um julie wears a pirate shirt yeah she certainly does and we meet her very cool parents.
0: Uh, I really like both parents. Uh, the The hippie thing, it works for me.
1: The one that da- the dad... I love the hippie thing. It always feels like she's hitting on her dad.
0: Yeah, it does. But also he has, like, I know it's not Sonny Bono, but he has this sort of Sonny Bono yes, look. he's Sonny Bono. He's very Sonny Bono. Um, but I just love he's like constantly sneaking off to smoke a joint. The parents seem to genuinely love each other. And that's cool. Like,
1: it's... The mom is Yvette the maid from Clue. Oh, she is. I didn't put that together until you just said that. I was listening. Uh, coming soon. Coming Coming later this year. Oh, my God. One of the best movies ever.
0: Definitely coming to Patreon later this year. Uh, but we're making... So, we're, so we cut to the party after we meet the parents. We're making sushi. And for some reason, they're putting peanut butter in the sushi. Yeah,
1: that was so weird. And, uh, like, well, First of all, there's sushi at a high school party. And
0: sushi That's at this weird. point is like a new food. This is this is cutting
1: edge stuff. Like sushi wasn't even mentioned in Clueless. Right, right. This is like Starbucks was the sushi of Clueless. Yeah, yeah. That's because it's not even talked about. But it's all they're all drinking Starbucks. Yeah, Yeah, that would be the same thing.
0: And, and between the two of us, you are by far the sushi – the more – I like sushi.
1: But you love sushi, I think. It's, I love yeah. sushi. My, my Valentine's this year was uh, all-you-can-eat sushi, and we ate far too much. <laughs> the,
0: the uh, There's a grocery store near me that in the before times, on Fridays, they had, like, a special markdown, like $5 specialty boxes. And so occasionally mm-hmm. we would get, like, a bunch of those and have, like, a Friday feast.
1: Um, so I like sushi, but – that's still a thing, actually. The last time I went to the grocery store, which was, like, a week and a half ago, um, the beer and wine was separate in a long line, and the line snaked through what used to be the, like, salad bar section. But on the other side, again, in the case, they still had, like, grab, like, the rotisserie chicken and all that stuff, and they had sushi. Like, they still had sushi there. Yeah,
0: I don't think I, I like, I, I there is no reason other than my own psychosis I'm just not ready to eat sushi.
1: Yeah, I, that's fair. Um. Anyway... Um, peanut butter and sushi never happened, right? No, cause I'm trying to think. I was like, I know that like peanut butter noodles is kind of an, yeah, as, peanut like, noodles. As an Asian yeah, thing, yeah. but I've never, unless it's sesame, because like sesame kind of has a peanut butter consistency. That's what so I like, kept thinking. Yeah,
0: like, okay, maybe it's tahini, but if it, even if it was tahini, that's a lot that's of tahini. tahini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tablespoon of tahini Her, per, per roll. roll. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I when I use tahini, well, you know what? Actually, the 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 extras are eating it. Like some, and there's a shot of an extra picking up a, a peanut butter covered yeah, sushi yeah. and eating it. So it has to be something edible, like not disgusting. Oh, I mean, it's food. <laughs> I mean, you could eat tuna with <laughs>
0: peanut butter on it. I don't know why you'd want to, but you could do it.
1: That's. But I mean, like he doesn't... I don't think there would be any shots of anyone actually eating it.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. If it was
1: peanut butter on tuna. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, So I'm guessing it's it's a sesame situation. Although, I don't know. If there are any older listeners who were eating sushi at the time of this film, call in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or if you've ever encountered
1: peanut butter sushi, I want to know about this. Yeah. Also, it's weird that there's a there's parents at this high school party. I'm not used to that in movies. And
0: they're just like, oh, everybody get drunk. It's cool.
1: Except the real reason the parents are at this party well, they're not drinking. the 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 are the, people drinking out of like the hobo brown paper covered bottles, but there's it's all soda. Mm. I saw a lot of cups. Well, they were. I think because they were like handing out soda cans, and there were cups to go with. I them, think but cups. It looks liquor. like the
0: that's that's my that's my.
1: If you're, if I Maybe. see you drinking out a
0: solo cup, it's because whatever you're drinking, you're not supposed to be. That's fair. Uh, we're introduced at this point to Tommy, who's the abusive boyfriend. Uh, people in the modern times would know him probably as Uncle Jack from Breaking Bad, the horrible neo-Nazi. And when I realized who that's that's who he that that was the same actor, I was kind of blown away. Hmm. Does he look the same? No. Uh, he looks like a, well, quote unquote, an no. old Nazi version of this guy. <laughs> being a being a racist does not make you age well in what i've seen of old racists on television that's
1: that's very fair um the girl who's hosting the party Susie, tells her stepmom oh
0: that's what i was gonna say the reason why the parents at this party is because the stepmom is a predator
1: and she's cruising for targets well so i'm confused because she says this is my stepmom beth i think yeah uh Beth, this is Skip, and she would already been like, "I want, I like Skip, like I want to date Skip." And Beth instantly hones in on Skip. Right. But there's also another adult man, and I was like, "Oh, is that her dad? And that's her stepmom." I thought, but so. then later she's like, "My stepmom is out on a date." So mm-hmm. does she I thought. Not have I thought birth parents. I, I thought it meant
0: stepmom was out on a date, like with the dad, because the guy comes. Know, in, she's,
1: the guy comes. in the Well, ass. no, she specifically says on the phone. My stepmom isn't here, do you want to come over? But he asked... It's not my parents. He,
0: asked, he asks first. He said, is your stepmom there? And she said, no, she's out on a date. Oh. oh. Because he asked about parent A, she said parent A, Her not parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Also, Nicolas Cage picks up a, a chopstick covered in... It's like a cotton candy of wasabi. <laughs> yes, why is this even an option? <laughs> And he goes, Oh, I know this stuff. It's pistachio paste. And he eats it. And I was like, Oh, there's gonna be a, a jokey, like, whoa. Yeah. Like he drinks something and nothing. Stone faced. I was like, that's not pistachio paste. Yes. He he just he's Unless maybe in nineteen eighty three they serve pistachio paste with <laughs> that, with your peanut that butter costs sushi.
0: So much. That's like such an expensive ingredient now. I'm sure
1: it's crazy expensive back then. Pistachio paste and macadamia paste.
0: Right. Also, did you notice so my notes are a little scattered in this party scene. I think this is relatively right after what you're talking about. There's like a very chaste kiss between two extras in the background. I didn't notice. They do like a quick like <sniffs> peck lip to lip. And it was just such an odd thing. It's like, why do they do it? Like, are they a couple? And I all I spent five minutes being like, are they a couple in real life?
1: Like I've- I'll tell you what that was. That was, Hey, I wonder what we can get away with in the background of this movie. We can't make it too crazy, but I want us to be noticeable. And if we kiss, it's something that's just enough. I'll keep it in the background.
0: Yeah, maybe I did. So I I did an extra. I did one day of extra work on uh, Veep. You can see. Oh, that's right. You can see like a millimeter of my hair in the deep background of one one episode of Veep. Actually, you can kind of see my shadow, but I I am not visible. Um, but yeah, I was out of work and I, they were like casting. And I was like, well, I'll make 80 bucks, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. But they were... Extra work can be pretty nice. They were they came to each table and ex- told us like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And so if, if you deviated, they were mad at you. Well, So I imagine at a party scene, it's a little bit different because they're just going to be like, oh, like do party stuff, you know, pretend to dance. Well, and- also
1: because for this movie, music is so important. I, I don't know what they would have done this, but currently in like a lot of movies today, they don't know what music they're going to play or have the rights to. So they'll play like 30 seconds of a song so people all have a beat to go off of and then cut it. And so everyone's just dancing to nothing right, and right, like right. kind of grooving on their own. So I wonder if it's that situation where they're like... I don't. I, I lost. It I just
0: the reason why it stood out to me is because, like, if they were making out in the background, it wouldn't be that weird, right? It's a party. It's kids are dancing. Kids are making out. That seems very normal. But the fact that it was this extremely like cute kiss, like
1: a little like, it just stood the out two to me. Nerds from Greece have a moment to kiss. Yeah, in the background. yeah. It was like just a quick smooch. Um, and then Tommy, who is Julie's ex boyfriend, oh, she dumped her boyfriend at the mall. We forgot to say that.
0: We did. Yes, they She was broke like, up. Yes, like th-
1: yes. They're like hitting on, they're like talking about boys at the table and she's like Tommy's kind of a douche nozzle and then she breaks up with him. And so at the party he's like going after her but then also goes after Tommy Pickles and then beds Tommy Pickles. Well, tries to. I mean, he gets her top off. Yeah, and then she They're in bed. Yeah,
0: yes, but when you say beds as a verb it usually means sex and what happens here is she gets her Top out of her uh racing fire suit for NASCAR. I love
1: this jumpsuit. <laughs> um it's a bright red, a hundred percent synthetic fiber jumpsuit that would immediately melt. Like if you if you're near a fire in this thing, you're you're done for. You can't get it. I thought out. it looked like a flame retardant jumpsuit like you wear at NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm picturing it's the like cause do you remember in science class where there was like the videos were ju- the stuff was, like, just old enough to be, like, if you're wearing any plastic clothes, take them, o- any blah blah clothes, take them off immediately if there's a fire. <laughs> I do, I do. And we were like, plastic clothes? Yeah, and we're yeah, Like, never mind. Or the safety video where it's, like, the neon-colored, um, synthetic whatever, and they're, like, on a dummy arm, and it immediately goes up in flames like it's made of wood.
0: Like those Christmas tree videos? Yes! Um... But at that point, when she's topless, she's like, does this mean anything? Like, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? And he's like, no, I just want to have sex with you. And she's like, well, I'm not I'm not into that.
1: And he's like, Ugh. you slut. Like, you're, he my, you're my best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. So this is either going to be a thing. Like, I'm not losing a friend over a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll lose a friend for a boyfriend, yeah. but not for a fuck. Yeah. And, and then I think that those stakes would have made like dating him means something. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. Like it, he's he's status in the school.
1: Yeah, but like, and, and it's kind of a stat, but it doesn't feel very firmly like he is the top tier. Uh, what do you mean? You don't think he's like the top of the food chain? I think if the movie had been more explicit about it, I would have understood more of the like you're gonna throw away dating the king of the high school kind of you know discussion.
0: Oh, see, that, I got that. That's exactly the tone I thought that they were they had
1: i don't know i was i was i wanted something a little more explicit uh so
0: nick cage and julie have the meet cute uh he's randy in this movie so it's randy and julie which is i don't know not even close to romeo and juliet which kind of disappoints me
1: i mean julie is close enough but what name would you have given him that's close enough to romeo
0: i don't know i feel like randy is not great
1: romey like romey and michelle yeah
0: Romy doesn't work i mean there's not there's not a good you could have had him be like i don't know james romeo yeah you could have i mean that seems like really easy or even if it was like randy romeo like it's alliterative or his
1: name could have been monty like montague yeah
0: yeah monty romeo is better by far than randy (laughs) i mean i don't think monty sounds like real cute in terms of uh 17-year-old saying it, but whatever. I will say... what Quote, unquote, (laughs) (laughs) 17-year-old. What makes this movie functional is the fact that the two of them seem like they really like
1: each other. Oh, there's such great chemistry. It's an overboard situation. Yes, exactly. Where the
0: the whole thing is carried by the fact that the two of them genuinely seem gaga for one another.
1: Also, I think Julie is a two-face because when she's around (laughs) her friends... When she's around her friends, she looks like, an 18-year-old, 19-year-old playing 16, 17. Yeah. When she's with Nicolas Cage, she looks like she's in her late 20s. And I don't know what it is about, like, because I think Nicolas Cage looks old, too. But I think there's something about their faces together in the same shot. I'm like, these are high schoolers? But then when she's, like, hanging with her friends at the mall, I'm like, oh, these are high schoolers. He was only 19 when this came out, so he was probably 18
0: when they filmed really? this. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was very, very young. He's an old-looking 18. And she was 21. Hmm. So... They they're pretty close to being the actual ages they are in the movie. It's closer than most stuff now. That show that show Outer Banks on Netflix is ostensibly
1: about This is your new your new obsession. No,
0: book. I just have watched one episode. Listeners, four episodes listeners you don't you
1: aren't privy to a private okay, life. Okay, I, I texted text. about it one time to ask if anyone else was watching. I it. it's been brought up on a family Zoom. It's been texted about. Okay.
0: I would like to defend myself here a little bit. <laughs> the context of the family Zoom was What's everyone watching? And I was like, well, we just watched an episode of this show. I don't know if it's any good or not. I, I New Obsession feels feels a little aggressive. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, the teenagers on that show, the youngest of them is like 28 or 27. I was looking them up because I was like, oh, what have these youth been in before? And it was like, he's playing a 17-year-old boy. He's 28 years old.
1: Go away. It's like uh, um, on 90210 – there was the old one andrea apparently i'm getting texted from the other room that says he can't believe he called
0: you out on your new obsession does he <laughs> know about what what you don't know is about the blind show that that show was an actual obsession for a good. What TV. love is blind? No, there's a Netflix show about a, a blind person whose best friend gets murdered and then she tries to solve the murder. It was also like potato chip TV, but I just is like sounds very
1: Hallmark channel.
0: No, it's it's not. It's sexy. It's not. It's not a
1: Hallmark thing.
0: But oh, character. okay. It's she's like uh, the trailer for the show is this blind girl cutting in line at the store and buying cigarettes and then, like, walking out of the store lighting up. It's it's like she's – that's the sort of edgy thing. She's
1: very Jessica Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the sort of vibe. But I got, like, hot on that for a week and, like, you know – Is it a show? Like, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's objectively bad, but it's like, well, this is easy to consume and it doesn't require any brain power. Yum, 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 yum. That's I have funny. no capacity for being challenged by entertainment right now. I can't even, like – I can't even. I'll get like fifteen minutes into a movie and be like, nah, not happening. I tried to do this movie in two sessions.
1: Yeah, I've definitely been watching a lot of uh, Bob's Burgers on repeat. Uh, Future. We just started rewatching Futurama. I forgot how much that how good that show was and how much I love Doctor Zoidberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another good one to just throw on. And then when you get to Jurassic Bark, just hit the next skip, skip episode. <laughs> don't watch that one. Because uh, we watched. Uh, Oh, it's called Penny Dreadful. It was on Showtime, like, three years ago. It's only three seasons, like, ten episodes max a season, so it's re- it's pretty quick to binge through. But the third season was just so damn unsatisfying.
0: Yeah, I, I only ever watched, like, two episodes of that one. I couldn't get into it.
1: And they're rebooting it as uh, City of Angels, set in 1930s Los Angeles, with Mexican folklore. So I'm excited about that.
0: Uh, Nick Cage is wearing an American flag pin, which I find fascinating. He is? Yeah. Oh, I did notice that. Uh, also, in my notes, I kept writing down Tommy, meaning the actress who plays Tommy Pickles. And I couldn't remember the boy's name. So I was just leaving blanks. And now that I have firmly committed that his name is Tommy, I have things like blank asks. Tommy talks to Tommy. Yeah. yeah it's a well, like blank asks Tommy. And it's like, well, actually, that should be Tommy asks uh, AJ. What's her name in the movie? I don't remember. Her real
1: name is E.G. Yes. Well, Elizabeth. I didn't write it down. Okay. She also didn't know how to do a valley girl accent, so or dialect, I should say, it's not an accent. So instead, she decided that uh, her character would be from Malibu. That's why she doesn't talk like a valley girl. Yeah, but talks like a California. Yeah.
0: Um, the soundtrack to this movie is
1: very good. I think we should say that it's a it's a it's up there with Footloose and Flashdance with like iconic. Which is funny because it's not. I feel like that doesn't. This movie doesn't get talked about as much in terms of iconic eighties soundtracks. Right, right. I think. I mean,
0: I think it's because I, people are going to get so upset. But if you lined up those movies, I think this is the worst of the three. And I really thought Flashdance was like hard to watch. I think this and Flashdance are pretty equal. Yeah, I would. I would rather watch Flashdance again than watch this again. Hmm. Okay. Um, but the reason I bring up the soundtrack is because Electric Avenue is playing uh, right now. Uh, and then of course Tommy comes down to his friends and he's
1: like totally boned her and then sees uh, and I, are they stage.
0: doing coke here cuz it seems like they're doing coke here but it's not like no, he who the tommy and his
1: bros are all sniffing a lot i mean maybe that might have just been residual actual life okay you know, the 80s man you never know um but he sees Randy talking to Julie and gets really angry and punches Randy right which feels like there should have been something Leading up to this Sure, yeah, like anything. Any little thing. would. Yeah, you know, Randy scratched Tommy's car or knocked a hot dog out of his hand at the beach (laughs) with a frisbee. I don't know. If you drop your hot dog because of a frisbee, I feel
0: that you do not have a good enough grip on your food stamps.
1: (laughs) No, but like, he's like like a real um, National Lampoon or John Candy moment of like, bring in the hot dog and get hit in the face with a frisbee sure
0: sure i'm just saying if you don't have a good enough grip on your hot dog to withstand a frisbee you don't want that hot dog very much a frisbee to the face the frisbee is the only thing that you can take to directly to the face and just shrug off unless it hits you square
1: in the eye which is like a pretty i think frisbees hurt more than you i've been hit with a frisbee
0: i okay tennis ball baseball football frisbee which one do you want to take off
1: the face if I have yes. to pick one of yes. those,
0: a frisbee. Okay, well, those are the objects being thrown
1: on a beach, so what do you want from me?
0: Who's throwing a baseball on a beach? That happens all the time.
1: I get football. I'll give you a football, frisbee, maybe a wiffle ball moment.
0: The wiffle ball I'm not would be. I've seen
1: baseballs on the beach, I've seen, or tennis I've balls seen, on the beach. I've
0: seen people. Unless with, there's a dog. I've seen people with. Well, the tennis ball was a dog. That was my thought. But people have brought their glove to the beach and thrown a baseball around, like, all the time. I guarantee you someone listening to this podcast has done that. I haven't seen it. The wiffle ball to the face is better than the frisbee, but like not by a huge margin.
1: No. Um, So he beats him up and they throw him out of the party and it's not even his party. Yeah. Yeah. He's just elected himself bouncer king. I was waiting for Susie Susie to be like, hey, I don't care. Right. Like he's allowed to be here. it's It's cool. Because he's, he's dressed differently. He's, he's a punk. Uh, Do we say that he's a punk? Quote, unquote. So he's dressed differently. But he's not a... Gr- like, normally when you think punk in movie world, it's like that scene in Weird Science where the bikers come in. Right, right. Or the scene from Girls Just Want to Have Fun where the bikers crash the... Uh, cotillion thing whatever that he was he also
0: doesn't really listen to punk music like when he goes out it's to all sorts no, of there's, the, music. there's no punk music anywhere in this right movie. like i was expecting when randy took her to the club it was going to be like really uh sex pistols ramones type like you know three power chords and grungy chunky stuff and it's not that at
1: all no it's weird but he's dr- it's like everyone's in pastel and he's wearing red and black yeah so visually he stands out but it's like He's wearing like a black cutoff t-shirt mm. with red suspenders hanging down. Yeah. Or maybe they're up. I don't know. But like his hair isn't a spiky mohawk that's right, right. Tall. It's not blue. He's not wearing like spiked bracelets. It's a very normal I'm like, this is just a dude who doesn't wear pastel. Right.
0: Um he he tells Julie that she's truly dazzling, which I think is an excellent compliment. Like among that's a lovely among compliment. the highest movie compliments we've seen on the show.
1: Because it's 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 sort of general about a full a whole person, yeah. and it's not skeezy sounding. Right, right. right.
0: Uh, and this sets up what you were just alluding to, like the whole Montagues and Capulets thing of like the Valley crowd and the punk crowd, and never the twins shall meet, etc.,
1: cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So they throw him and his best friend out, and then and so
0: okay, like here's here's another thing that this. Sorry, it just popped into my head. Another thing this movie needs is a moment where he tries to change to fit in with her crowd, and they don't accept him even after that.
1: The movie you're thinking of is Grease.
0: <laughs> does he? Does he? Does, who does? Yes.
1: Okay. Danny Zuko try like is becomes a, an athletic guy, like a jock, okay. and leaves the T-birds behind. Okay.
0: But I just, it's like, it's like they're just, it's right there. It's like so close to having all the elements. It's just like I don't know. How about a scene where he's wearing a sweater?
1: Yeah. Although I guess that's not in Romeo and Juliet.
0: Well, the difference is in
1: actual Romeo and Juliet,
0: he couldn't just like. Well, I'll just pretend to be your cousin and still sleep with you. That doesn't work. Like that that doesn't work. <laughs> well, the issue in the in the Romeo and Juliet is like their families are warring, and so he can't like unbe a member of his family. They know no, who he I is. I get it's,
1: that. It's just funny. There's not like a there's not a like quick change that can solve this problem. Um, so yeah, they throw him and his friend out, and for some reason they drive away and then get out of the car in the middle of the highway or in the middle of like a. A dangerous curve-looking yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's like a make-out point-looking place, except there's nowhere to
0: actually park.
1: Yeah, and they get out of the car, and like Nicolas Cage kicks it, and he's like, I'm going back. And I was like, this could have happened in front of the house. Right. It did not... This I, is totally unnecessary. I don't know why we had to drive away. This movie is also 99 minutes. Yeah. So it's not
0: a long No, movie. No, no. Uh, also, I, I don't know why this note is this far down. Usually I try to rewrite these up near the top, but... Tommy, the actor who plays Tommy, is Martha Plimpton's half-uncle. They have like a mesh really? family thing. Yeah,
1: Half-uncle. So would that mean he married her...
0: No, he's the child of someone who remarried above her.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: But she's um, also related so- to like... Uh, oh, I wish Martha Plimpton had been in this movie. She's also part of the Carradine family, Martha Plimpton. Really? Mm-hmm. Her, her dad is Keith Carradine, who is the son of John Carradine, and I think the brother of... Is David? Is he part of that? Oh, maybe they're There's not. Any... Maybe he and David aren't directly related. Okay. No one cares about this. Um, I mean, truly no one could care. But David Carradine is in that crew. I just don't know that... Their... Simply Plimpton, yeah. our new podcast. Yes, it's
1: just exploring the <laughs> Plimpton family tree. I feel like Martha Plimpton would have been a good best friend in this movie.
0: Yeah, no, she would fit right in here. It would be, it would be really, really great, actually, if she was in, mm-hmm. although she was like 15, so she would have been way younger than the cast, I think. Well, how, when was, was
1: Goonies 89?
0: No, Goonies is around the same time, but isn't she like, she's more in 1970, I... so she would have been 13 when
1: this came out. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, because she looks like a late teenager in the Goonies, like, yeah, at most 20 in the Goonies. Um, so this, this, sorry, so,
0: I started trying this. Nick, they get back to the party. Nick Cage climbs up the
1: trellis. Very Romeo and Juliet. Climbs in the bathroom window. And I was like, what's his plan? Cause then he, he starts going, being weird and like Nicholas caging out. Yeah. He's like muttering to himself and like like he, lightly tapping things. And then he just goes into the shower and hides. And I was like, what is he doing? I mean, everybody's got to pee sometime. I didn't, I was, and then I was like, oh, he's just waiting for Julie to come into the bathroom. Right. Uh, I like
0: this like sort of half mon- This movie has a lot of, I, I keep writing down half montages. I don't know what to call them, but it's like a montage has no dialogue. That's sort of what a montage is. This movie has montage scenes with dialogue, but they are very montage where it's like,
1: I don't click, think, click. I think to make it a montage, it has to have non-essential dialogue. So like you can have a quick cut of some of like a couple giggling and sit and like saying a few words. Like I know, right. Right. And I would still call that a montage. And that's sort of what's going on here is it's a lot of it's clips of they're like partygoers coming. They're the like interstitially. A lot
0: of this movie has these weird like little it's like channel flip scenes where it's like next, next, next. Yeah. Um, but this bathroom half montage, we've got people having sex. We've got some hand jobs. There's there's some weed. There's some boobs. It's
1: just like all sorts of weird stuff happening up here. Surprisingly, no cocaine.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they meet again, and Cage has a real smoldery energy up here, which I like. I like. I said, I think he's. This is like peak attractiveness for Nick Cage.
1: It is. So they leave together, and I don't know if you caught. Yeah, he's like, like, hey, as they're meet your. Let's go anywhere, and this is where I was like, you really should have had a plan, because she's like, where do you want to go? And he says anywhere, and she just says, what do you want to do? And he says anything, and I was like, I mean, sure, in movie language, that's code for I'm spontaneous and fun. Yeah. But he could have been like, let's go get a burger. Yeah. Something specific.
0: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the sort of like, he's sort of a manic pixie dream girl for her. He is. Um, also, did you notice as they're having this conversation, there's a guy passed out like half in the window of a car? No, I missed it that. It looks like he tried to jump in an open window and just like fell asleep with his butt hanging out.
1: <laughs> it's really delightful. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, basically. Um. So, so they leave. With her friend Brandy. Yeah, her best friend's like, I don't want to leave. I don't like. Th- I don't want to be with punks.
0: They're not cool. Yeah, yeah. So we're cruising the Sunset Strip, and sh- uh, Cage does his like shriek laugh at one point, which is the the first little glimmer of Cage's to come years
1: later. Uh, okay, sorry to minor. Have you seen the Nicolas Cage movie with Selma Blair, Mom and Dad? I've seen the trailer. It's on my queue, but I've not actually watched it. Okay, same, same here. I was curious if you had seen it. and That looks like, so there's,
0: I, somebody wrote a really good article that's like, there's basically four quadrants of Nick Cage. You've got like. Uh, untethered. The, but there's like, there's untethered with a guiding hand on the, on the tiller, which is your like Mandy, your, your face off, your, your. Um, is Mandy good? I didn't love it as much as the internet did, but I think it's very watchable. Where he's, like, he's playing crazy, but the, the director is using that...
1: He, funneling it.
0: Yeah, like, he, like he's, like, a really sharp sword, and the, the person wielding this... this the crazy Nick cage energy is the sword, and there's a competent person wielding it. Whereas, like, you've got your bad crazy cage, which is, he's playing that kind of psycho, and just... Wicker Man? Yeah, Wicker Man, exactly. Where it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, cutting stuff down, you know? It's just swinging all over the place. So, you got that, and then you have, like, subdued incredible performer nick cage who doesn't come out to play anymore but is like you know you're you're uh moonstruck you're you're leaving las vegas is uh you're i mean there's others
1: and then there's another didn't he didn't he do a movie with um abigail breslin where she's like a zombie or something you're thinking of
0: maggie and that was arnold schwarzenegger
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) um
0: and then their other category is where he does, like, National Treasure, which is, like, sort of half... I was going
1: to ask where National Treasure falls on the so, spectrum. So, so
0: National Treasure is, like, sort of the subdued guy and sort of the crazy guy, but neither... Like, it's... He's both Jekyll and Hyde at the same
1: time, and neither gets to really drive the car, and so it's kind of nothing. Even though, like... I'm picturing I'm picturing this being a triple Venn diagram, and National Treasure is the middle part. Maybe where, like, it's competent, it's manic, and it's actually a decent performance? Like, a, there's a subdued energy there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I like those movies. I think they are, like, perfect hangover afternoon movies. I don't think that he's particularly good in them. There's a lot of, like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, it's like... I don't know what he's doing. That's like Wilford Brimley. No, that was more Busey than Brimley, but it's like, that's, you, Busey. that's, that's like sort of where his energy lies in those movies though. He's got, he's like, he's yeah. like doing nothing. He's not, he's not
1: doing crazy. Cause they surround him with like Diane Kruger. Right. And, uh, The nerdy guy, and then they were like John Voight and Helen Mirren. Right,
0: and like no one knows what movie they're making. They can't tell if they're making Indiana Jones or Goonies, and those are very different movies. And so they're trying to do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no one makes adventure movies anymore. So I have a soft spot for any adventure movie. But that that National Treasure is sort of this weird. I mean, they happen here and there, but very rarely do you get like a good. The last when's the last like good
1: adventure movie you saw? I don't know. I feel like Stranger Things season one had that energy.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm talking about movies. It's like, it just, it's
1: sort you know. of a dead genre.
0: Yeah, I can see that. It's like, I even remember watching when it came on HBO, there's a rom-com with, uh, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey fools. Oh, gold? out of the blue fool's
1: gold because I made fun of that movie. Right. Remember the, right. And, the movie ends. There's a, there's a, a plane crash into some water and I was like, roll credits. Yeah.
0: It's, it's bad i mean i don't remember any of the details i just remember being bad but i was like oh it's an adventure like i want to see the adventure and it's like it's a bad it's a bad venture, is what it is but yeah i just feel like that genre is that is the first
1: pirates movie the last good I, adventure
0: probably movie? yeah yeah and that honestly is like also sort of a weird nebulous other thing because it's sort of an epic and adventures can be epics but i'm thinking more of like indiana jones isn't really an epic you know I like it. You know, it's, yeah. it's in the ballpark. It's right there. But yeah, that's 20 years ago at this point. 2003. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it's yeah, it's almost anyway. It holds up. We just rewatched the first three because the first three are the only ones on Disney Plus. They have one, two, three, huh. and then they have a slot for five. Yeah.
0: One of those. this that is, doesn't come this out is coming till in four
1: years nonsense. Because I was like, sure, I'll watch the fifth. I haven't seen the fifth one. The fourth one has mermaids. So I watched the mermaid part because it, it's kind of cool, actually. And then I was like, oh, the fifth one. I haven't seen it. And I was like, this is coming in 2021. Yeah. And I was like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> Apparently people like the fifth one. I have not seen it. Anyway, we're on the well, Sunset. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Last thing. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I was like, "Cause it's it's not Johnny Depp, but it is Johnny Depp. Yes. Girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're on the Sunset Strip. Brandy is in the backseat with Nick Cage's best friend. Not having a good time. Julie
1: no, no, no,
0: enamored no. by the fact that Nick Cage both knows everyone and is like waving to everybody and being like, Hey, Johnny, yo, Rico, and
1: like no You didn't get the Mohawk. Yeah. Like it, it like, oh, this is the humanizing show. Right, right.
0: But uh you could totally recut this where he's like <laughs> as like he has kidnapped three people and they're all terrified,
1: no problem. Yes, you could. You easily could. So they go to a club that originally was called Filthy McNasties. Yes. In the '60s, and then became the Central. I think it was called. It was so worst kind of name the far. Yeah, called the Central, and then uh, it was. You said the Viper Room, is that right? Johnny Depp bought it and turned it into the Viper Room.
0: Is that what is that the, what this is? I, I just said the Viper Room because it's a big famous Sunset triplication. I didn't know. This yeah, was, okay, it
1: is. Um, and that's where River Phoenix died. Right, right. So that's this club. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they have a fight over music at this point. And then this leads to the big, big smoocharooski. Well,
1: because they're at a bar that's very crowded. It's clearly like I mean, it's club bar divy, concert vent. It's it's a mix of things. Yeah, and so uh, it's the wrong side of the tracks right, right in movie world. So while Julie and Randy are smooching,
0: the friend has succeeded in the classic movie technique of just wear her down, and they're
1: also kissing. And I'm like, no, bad lesson. She seemed but I think she seems into it like she's like, okay, you're kind of charming I won't I won't tell my friends about you yeah, but i'll I'll hook up with you in the back seat of a car. Uh, so he takes Julie home in the
0: broad daylight and the hippie parents are not mad at all
1: yeah Mom is like doing prenatal yoga it looks like yeah and she's like well we, we we're not mad we just want to know what happened. yeah
0: like oh was it fun? was he was it nice what happened? Uh, smash cut to school. I guess it's the next day or a day later or something and not the same day, but who knows? I don't Are know. they having Wednesday night parties in the valley? Um,
1: she's, the, the driving instructor sequence is, I think, the highlight of the movie. I love it, but I also understand why there's friends in the backseat of the car in driving class. That happens only in movies. Well, also, this kind of driving class only happens in movies. What do you mean? Where, like, your school has cars. Our school didn't have cars. I took driving lessons in a car was it because uh, mom and dad did the thing for me where like we there was an instructor through the like um the there was like a driving school It wasn't a
0: formal class but like it happened during school hours and i was allowed to leave class for it see
1: mine was on my lunch maybe I maybe i did i it. skipped maybe i skipped study halls to do it yeah it was like you skip okay. study hall or lunch once a week but it wasn't an official, it wasn't through school. No, but it, it wasn't was, an it was, it, it
0: was like kind of okay by the school. And then doing it meant you could take your le- test with that guy. And also you got a lower insurance rate because you were like a safe driver.
1: Yeah. It was, you had, it was six lessons and your sixth lesson was your driving yes. test. Did
0: he make you parallel park?
1: Yeah. Well, the fifth time on the fifth, so the fifth lesson was parallel parking and we went to an empty street and he pulled out two traffic cones and it was like, here you go. And I was like, okay. So.
0: I got to my sixth test and he was like, oh, we never did parallel parking. And he goes, do you want me to teach you that? And I was like, I guess. And he was like, you're never going to need to do that. So I'll just pass you. And so he gives me my license, a permit or whatever. I've never parallel parked. Cut to like a six months later or whatever – I have my license. I'm doing this thing in Philadelphia where I did like a faux internship at the uh, KYW, the news station, and I was like learning radio production. It was like a six weeks once a week on the weekends thing. And I was very late. And so I was like speeding to get there. And the closest parking place to the station instead I was a lot that we would normally park at, but I was late, so I was like, shit. Uh, so I parallel parked for the first time on the streets of Philadelphia. Did it in one try. I have ne- I had never done it before. I had never even practiced it. It was just like, well, I, this is what they do in the movies. Look over, back in, whoop. And I was perfect. And it was like, well, that was a true miracle. Thanks, world. And I ran into the thing.
1: I hate parallel parking. I always make boyfriends do it or whoever's in the car <laughs> with me. I have both the backup camera and the backup beeps, and I still hate that's, it.
0: That's wild to me.
1: Um, it's just I hate it so much the driver
0: she's doing donuts and the driver is freaking out of here just like squeal 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 spinning
1: in circles and then uh eventually it's a real check like she's driving like chevy chase in vacation movies yes
0: yes and then eventually he just opens the door and jumps out of the car just tuck and rolls yeah it's so nuts uh meanwhile uh skip and michelle myring stepmom are having sex which is
1: cool and good no she seduces him first there's, this isn't the sex scene. Oh, okay. He Skip delivers groceries. I don't know what time or day it is ever in this movie. Because Skip is a high school student. Right. And it's the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, was... Driving classes happen. We just saw driving classes. So back.
0: I my headcanon was driving classes an after school activity. And Skip went to work.
1: Gotcha. Okay, that can work. I'll, I'll let that headcanon fly. Because he drops off some groceries. Uh, and she instantly is like dropping references to the is it The Graduate? No. What's the... with the old the lady... Yeah, The Graduate. Lady, the older... The Graduate, yeah. She's dropping references to The Graduate. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. like, I don't know why you left the party without saying goodbye. I thought we were having a good time. And I'm like, I am uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: you are a predator, miss. Uh, Nick Cage shows up at her at her parents' health food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Which
1: doesn't... It's, it looks like a dive diner. Yes. It doesn't look like a health food restaurant. Well, I mean, it's a dive diner that just is vegetarian. But I needed more, like, hanging plants and macrame.
0: That would make more sense. Just, like, a big pot of bean sprouts that they're sprinkling and everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so they kind of skip out, and we get a great little dating montage. Yes. That is the length of the entire song, Melt the World.
0: Which is fine. Like, a three-minute montage is good. Like, it's a good song. It's a very good song.
1: I'm happy it's a good song, but I'm just like, this just feels so lazy.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. But I think it was basically like the perfect melding of current popular love song and a movie about teenagers falling in love. It seems like a no
1: brainer. It didn't have to be the full three and a half minutes. So it could have been a one minute cut. We could have gotten the hit clips version.
0: There's also uh, this bit. I think it's in the montage of uh, the goth punk at the beach. And earlier they showed Nick Cage at the beach and he's just in like blue swim trunks. But there's like a funny thing to be had of like goth, punks at the beach in their goth punk wear and it being
1: wildly impractical for the for the location or i want to see like Vic, like them wearing like victorian bathing suits <laughs> like black and white striped, right ba- right right like leotard, leotard singlets that
0: montage also apparently is a week because that at this first scene afterwards they talk about like wow oh, you've been crazy this busy
1: this week yeah they also stop in front of a marquee for romeo and juliet in case you didn't get
0: hey, it. Hey, are you paying attention yet?
1: I'm surprised they weren't studying it in school. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Tommy sees uh, Randy and Julie together and then decides to turn her friends against her and be like, this guy's no good for her.
0: Yeah, they're they're having a quarantine beach party. They're all in bikinis. They have tropical looking drinks. They're li- They're like doing hula skirt type dancing in this bedroom. It's a very weird thing they're doing. It's
1: very bizarre.
0: Yeah, and then this is the part that really disturbed me. Like, I think this was more than the part where she's naked and in bed with a man. But hearing Tommy Pickles discussing lingerie and then being like, "And no one can resist me," I was just like, "Nope, nope, 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 yeah, nope, nope, nope." Yeah, nope, I was nope, nope, like, nope. "I'm uncomfortable." Uh, this is the most like heavy scene in the movie, which the what this movie is mostly known for um, is the. You know, repetitive use of the word "like," which has sort of seeped into many cultures. Hey, shout out to that piece of shit who reviewed our show and said it was unlistenable for that reason. Oh yeah, Um but they they are like doing it all over the place. You're like
1: like 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 like, and they're talking about how. Randy well, the problem is also that now the word "like" means said. Sure. Yes. Because, oh, he was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Instead of he said. So the the problem is the word "like." is a space filler it means to like to enjoy something it means something is adjacent to something it means someone said something the word like eventually we're just gonna only say the word like with different inflections it'll be like a buffalo buffalo heathers buffalo 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 buffalo
0: yes exactly no heather it's heather's turn um skip calls and she thinks that skip is interested in her but this is where we see susie yeah susie uh, this is what we talked about a little earlier, where Skip is asking about her stepmother. Cut to, I guess the next day or days later, but Skip shows up at her house, and he peeps in the shower where the stepmom is showering, which of course leads to sex.
1: Where we see a body shower. Yes, that's true. And then they we see clothes strewn on the, his clothes strewn on the floor, and then a towel on the floor.
0: The scene previous with the quarantine beach party is basically the only part in the whole movie where the friends chime in on Randy and are like, we don't like this guy. He's no
1: good friend. And that's it. Like that, that's the extent of it is this one sequence. Well, it's kind of been implied because um, that's sort of what they were talking about in the car.
0: Yeah, no, I, for sure. But it's like, not an, like this scene is good and fine, but there's no reinforcement of it after. And so everything after this starts to happen in really fast motion. Cause at this point we're about an hour into the movie and there's only, you know, 40 minutes left. So it's just in almost speed run mode of like, all right, let's get to the part yeah. where they get together and then break up and they get back together. It just feels like a lot and no reason for it.
1: I agree. Um, but yeah, so we see skip in bed with a woman that we assume is the stepmother and I'm just all caps furious. What's happening. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, the stepmom opens the door and it turns out it's him with Susie. Thank God. Yes. Julie,
0: hangs out with fake sonny bono and they have a debate about randy versus tommy and he gives her some pretty
1: it's a nice conversation yeah, I he gives her some pretty good advice i feel um well i wrote julie's finally talking to an adult who's gonna say her friends are stupid yeah I mean, yeah you're in high school good to five years from now where you probably won't talk to half these people if not less right
0: i think that's a, a thing that like is universally true that everything that happens to you in high school feels monumental and then even when you're like Two years out from it, you start to be like, you know, wow, that was that was really not as big of a deal as I thought it was. And I mm-hmm. I get that, and I think you know I, I'm a big fan of a coming of age movie, which is basically all about that. But you kind of have to be in the right headspace for it. And so maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace for this movie. But it just was one of the times where you're listening to them talk about their problems, and I'm I can't help but be like, oh my god, it's not that big of a deal. It's gonna be. F- it doesn't. Yeah, matter. None of this matters. Oh
1: my god. Cut to, uh, we're meeting at a diner. So is this the diner that we went to? Didn't we go to a diner in LA because mom said it was in Valley Girl? I don't think we
0: went, no, we went to like a, like a diner's drive-ins and dives type diner when we were in LA.
1: No, there was one that was like, mom, we drove by it or something. We might've driven by this diner, but I don't think we ate at this diner. I I don't, I I think maybe we got like a pie to go, like we did something.
0: We went to a diner-like place that had, like all these delicious like homemade pies and cakes and donuts and stuff.
1: No, there was one that was the movie. It was, I, I think it was Valley girl. You have to ask it. I, I don't know. It wasn't until I was watching the movie and I saw a restaurant. I was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure we went to a restaurant. From I have, Valley I, you, we You're not ride.
0: confusing it with Randy's donuts. Are you?
1: No, it was like a restaurant. Okay. It was a, like a Mel's
0: drive-in. Okay. Yeah. I don't recall. Um, we might've gone to Mel's diner. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, she's drinking a Pepto-Bismol milkshake and just the saddest looking hamburger along with precisely one million french fries. Which is my
1: preferred re- french fry reason. No,
0: I'm fine with that, but it was like bright pink Pepto milkshake, just this sad cafeteria hamburger and uh, every french well, because fry. Because
1: that hamburger was a chocolate cookie in a bun. Yeah, maybe. And that was a glass of Pepto-Bismol. It, it sure looks and like And they it. were like, we can afford cut potatoes. <laughs> We also—you also didn't talk about uh, Julie having the world's most terrifying clown doll to sleep with. Oh at night. yeah,
0: super, super, super horrifying.
1: It just shows up for a scene, maybe two, but it—that's all. Uh, but this is where, so she's at the diner.
0: All of her friends show up, and she's—you know—being popular can be so lonely. Oh, but Tommy still likes you. And then, as they're having this discussion of whether she should get back together with Tommy or not, he, of
1: course, shows up, and all is forgiven. Well, because Stacey's like wink. Ba- Stacy's basically like talking into her lapel, like "We got yeah. it, swing on it. And I, I'm really annoyed at this
0: point because Tommy Pickles is supposed to be her best friend, and she knows he's a scumbag, and she should pipe up about it. Yeah, she sits here quietly, and you can see in her face it's
1: decent acting. You can see that she's worried, bothered by it, but she doesn't say anything. Pipe up! She she doesn't say anything throughout the entire movie, right? Though, which is bothersome. Right, it's really bad. Uh, also, fun fact, Stacey. Uh, who I think I guess would be like the bitchiest of her friends. Um, she was Rick Baker's assistant for a oh, while. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because I was like, went to her her IMDB and a lot of it was like miscellaneous. So I clicked on it and it said, it was like assistant to Mr. Baker, assistant to Rick Baker. That's and, uh, awesome. For like wild, wild, it was in his like wild, wild west men in black days. Uh, Nick visits Julie and is like. Oh yeah. And so Tommy sits in the booth, takes her hamburger and her face is like, I'm disgusted with every move you do and every breath you take. And then the next shot is her yelling at Nicolas Cage. And I was like, I don't get it. Right. You don't like Tommy. You aggressively, actively don't like him. Right. he
0: sucks. And you know it.
1: And I, like, why wouldn't you pipe up and help your friend out? Well, no, her in general. I mean, Julie hates Tommy, not Tommy Pickles. Right, right, right,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. At no point in this movie, though, this is the problem with Julia as a character for me. At no point in this movie does she ever describe what she wants. So she gets back together with Tommy here. And then later when Nick Cage is trying to win her back, she continually tells him like, no, no, no. And then later it's like, yes,
1: OK, uh, we are going to we are going to get back together. She doesn't have any dialogue about it. Right. Him. He basically beats up Tommy and then they grab hands and run away. Uh,
0: I just got a note that we did eat at this diner. It's called Dupree's Diner. Okay, du- so I'm not crazy. Dupree's? Dupree's? I'm checking. Looks like it says Dupars. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a picture, and it's definitely the diner from this movie. And probably mm-hmm. a bunch of others. Okay. Well, you were right. I was wrong. Um ha So Nick Cade shows up to tell her that
1: he's in love with her, and she says, oh, no, I don't want to. He's wearing a suit, Yeah, too. yeah. He's,
0: he's cleaned up nice,
1: and it's... Is- so... They were talking about like going to the prom, and then the next shot is is Nicolas Cage walking up to the house in a suit, and I was like, "Is it prom?" Right?
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. But she turns him away, and then he proceeds to get rip roaring drunk. Uh, And this is where you see some more good Cage
1: acting because this is the sort of well, he gets mad first because he's like, "Is it your parents? Like, I'll talk to your parents. I'm happy to like smooth things over." And she's like, "It's not them." And he's like, "Oh, then it's your shitty ass friends." Yeah, yeah. When he's right, like they are shitty friends. He gets trashed, and this is this is like a glimmer
0: of. You know, the better Nick Cage actor sneaking his way into this movie. He's just totally hammered. And the bouncer, like, looks him up and down, sees that he is trash, and is like, egg on (laughs) in," Which is not what they're supposed to do. Come on in, kid. Um, And he runs into his ex, and she is just all over him.
1: So, okay. So, I read online that uh, this girl that he hooks up with in the bathroom is actually the girl on the poster. It's not, what's her face? Uh, There is. But the poster is hand-drawn.
0: There is a weird thing with the poster of this movie, and I don't know uh, if that is 100% true, but it's very, very
1: odd-looking. I read a couple times that they were like, the woman on the poster much to her dismay, is not the actress who plays Julie. It's this other person. And I was like, but it's a drawing.
0: But it doesn't look. It's back it in the day. It doesn't days. look anything like Julie, though. It looks just like Nick Cage. It doesn't look anything like Julie. It does look like. Oh, I thought the face. Yeah, I thought the face kind of looked like Julie. I don't think so at all. I think it looks much more like this other. I actually, the first time I watched this, mom had this on tape back in the day. And I. Did not understand. I also think it's weird that he has like multicolored hair on the poster, and he has like a little bit of orange highlight, but not obnoxious in the movie. His friend is like full
1: on spring. Right, powder. right, right. But also, like it's a drawing. Why couldn't they change the face? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Keep the body it was, the it same some, and just change the face. It was some sort of
0: licensing issue. I'm gonna try to find it while we're talking here. But there's some sort of weird uh, reason why it isn't.
1: Well, like I know that's why. Disney never puts out enchanted merch or anything because they didn't want to pay. They don't want to pay for the rights to Amy Adams likeness in perpetuity.
0: Right. Which makes sense. Like
1: her contract for the, her contract for the movie included like X years of, of merchandise. So that's why that she's not a meet and greet character in the park and blah, 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 blah. blah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if, it, so this says it was actress, Tina Feberge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who made might've originally been thought of as the lead and then they changed it hmm um anyway they go to like fool around in the bathroom um well apparently they updated the illustration for the new the newest dvd oh nice um but they go to the bathroom to fool around and then he kind of is no longer interested um
1: they go out he goes outside he gets you know out of this bar but it's he randomly picks a fight with someone and then his best friend shows up again because they left we thought they left the movie
0: yeah, he took an Uber like, out of the gonna movie. You're going to get yourself killed. It's the rare Uber out of the movie, but then Uber back in for the last third
1: for no reason. I left I left my keys at the party. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We have to go back. I can't get into my apartment. You have to take me back.
0: So Cage pukes a bunch of times here. And he plays very
1: drunk way, way too well, I think. Yeah. It's fun to play drunk, though. And he
0: uh, he then shows up at Julie's house and gets in the back seat. And this is where I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's, you're doing too much. She said no. Maybe you get one after that, but after that you're a
1: problem and that's, he just won't let up. Well, so this is the only time he attempts to talk to her. Yeah, but then he stalks her. He also gets jobs because he's not like, he is the one tearing tickets at the movie theater. He is the guy running food at the like, the, the roller skate are, diner.
0: Are they actually his jobs or is he just like showing
1: up and pretending to be those people? Cause it seems to me like the second thing. Um, he's the one tearing the tickets. He's the one delivering the food. I don't think you can walk into a McDonald's and be like, I'll deliver this. Walk into a restaurant and be like, I'll deliver this food. You can if you put a uniform on. You think it's that easy? Dude,
0: okay. We've talked about this before. Before like 2001, you could do anything you wanted as long as you pretended you were where you're supposed to be. There are so many stories you hear of very famous people who got their big break by pretending to be a waiter pretending to be a thing and just like just showing up and doing nobody checked anything nobody ever asked for id nobody ever wanted to see your your backstage pass people just walked around and did things there was no rules back then okay i very easily think he could have walked into the back of this restaurant put a uniform on and then delivered the food but the best part of the food delivery one is where he's like uh hey man you forgot our fish and chips and he's like well, Peter Pyro picked a pepper. I guess I did. <laughs> and then he spits, spits his gum. It's crazy. But Julie laughs at yeah, that. Yeah, it's buck wild. I was uncomfortable. Oh, we also didn't mention that he called in a radio dedication to her favorite uh, station. Oh, yeah. And then this culminates, this little montage of Nick Cage's odd jobs culminates with her. It's like, <laughs> she gets out of bed looks out the window and there he is asleep on her front lawn with no shirt and a sleeping bag and his boots are next to his head
1: it's so bizarre it
0: is too much by half
1: so then his friend and him talk about like the prom or something and he pulls this weird orange thing out of his pocket yeah and blows into it and i don't know what it is it's like a kazoo it's weird yes. i don't know like it doesn't make any notes so i don't know if you it feels like something Nick Cage actually had in his pocket,
0: and then the director was like, I don't, it's whatever, we're, we're like so close to lunch, fine,
1: fine, 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 all right. Well, like, if he had pulled out a kazoo and played, like, taps on the, and, like, hummed out taps on the kazoo, yeah. I'm like, okay, sure, I get, but like I don't know what he's trying to accomplish yeah. with this weird orange plastic it's thing. It's so odd. Uh,
0: this is prom prep. And the hippie parents uh, get to meet Julie's boyfriend uh, and the dad gets so nervous. He has a quick J in the bathroom. Real quick, real quick. Puff. Julie is wearing tiny lace gloves that don't quite get all the way down. Her she hands. looks
1: like she's going to a Southern cotillion. Yeah. She doesn't look like she's going to yeah. prom. I didn't like that. Um, the pig
0: tux is also really a delight. I think Tommy, it's like a carry pig. Yeah. Tommy really nails this one. Uh, and they mentioned at this point that the parents just got married in September so I couldn't tell. Is this a second marriage situation or just uh, they never actually got married? They just had been together for forever.
1: I think it's the, the latter. Like, they're hippies. They didn't care about the man or whatever.
0: That was the impression I got, too, but I was just curious. Uh, we get to prom and everyone's doing some prom dancing. Then we cut to the punch bowl and there's a bunch of chaperones there all wearing prom clothes. The, the men are in tuxes and the one
1: teacher is wearing a prom dress. That's a thing in movies. I know. Like it's weird. Carrie. It's so weird. I I feel like my teachers were like nice clothes that they, they
0: clearly would. owned. You know, who owns a tux and a prom dress as an adult?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a floor length dress doesn't seem that out of the realm of possibility in the 80s.
0: It's not that it's a floor length dress, it's that it's a prom dress. It's got like very weird high shoulder cut things. It's just like a prom dress. It's not, I mean, there's just, it's just obviously a prom dress. It's not a gown, it's a prom dress. Okay. It's not classy, it's a little bit trashy. That's how you know the difference. All prom dresses are a little bit trashy. I don't think that's 100%
1: true. I think
0: if you put a prom dress and a formal gown next to each other, you would instantly know which one
1: was which. I had friends who wore very nice dresses to prom. Well, when
0: I went to prom, most of the dresses were real short.
1: No, we we were all floor length, pretty much. What? you Yeah, are, at, at prom? With respect, are you talking specifically about your theater gang or... All the people in your school. Almost. I don't remember there being many short dresses at prom. That's buck wild to me. Junior prom. I didn't go to junior prom, but junior prom had short dresses. But senior prom was almost exclusively floor length. I I can think
0: of like three people I knew who had long gowns.
1: At senior prom? Yeah. Yeah, no. Senior prom was like exclusively the Because like that was the thing. You were like, oh, you buy a, a short dress is homecoming and then a floor length dress was prom. Shark bite cutouts were a big thing the year I went to prom, but um, none of them, like the people I knew actually had those. Interesting. Um, they spiked the punch. Uh, one of the... The band sings a song called Johnny Are You Queer Boy?
0: There was a minor hit for, I think her... Jenny Cotton, I think her name is. Um, one of her backup, backup dancers looks like Jenna Maroney from 30, 30 Rock. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch this movie now. <laughs> I love Jenna Maroney. Uh, we cut to the king and
0: queen sequence, uh, and the the teacher is my.
1: I don't think my. i mean, again. I didn't go to junior prom because I. I was like, I'm not paying money to get dressed up and dance in the gym because that sounds stupid. Um, but I don't think we had a king and queen of. Junior I don't think prom. we had a
0: king and queen of either. Prom. We, you and I have discussed this before. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, hold I on. Had... You. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the research.
1: Yeah. We had homecoming court and senior prom king and queen, but we didn't have... I don't think there was a junior prom king and queen.
0: I'm going to the yearbook. You brought yours with you? Yeah, I don't know why, but it is here. Okay, if we did have a king and queen, they weren't pictured as king and queen. Yeah, because I don't think junior prom had king I'm looking at the senior prom pictures. Oh, senior prom.
1: I'm saying I don't think
0: we had a king and queen at all. Huh. Yeah, if we had a king and queen, they were not pictured as such.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, I remember mine. I can I could still tell you uh, who she was.
0: Multiple pictures of a chocolate fountain though.
1: Hmm. I don't remember our food situation. But I remember we discovered the tablecloths were hydrophobic. <laughs> like someone accidentally spilled some water and we were like, oh, hold on.
0: <laughs> uh, they're all scotch guarded to hell. Um so this king and queen sequence the craziest part of it is this woman going on and on and on and oh the teacher's so late. she's psychotic she seems like a lunatic it seems like the thing you would get to in a horror movie or an episode of say psych where she does this whole bit and then it's revealed that she's trying to murder the two teens in question
1: uh-huh but uh-huh but, like the crowns the crowns are hooked up to the thrones because it's actually an electric chair yeah, or
0: there's uh some sort of poison all rubbed all over them but she's going on and on about this how they're the purge of the age of the school meanwhile Nick cage and tommy are having an actual fist fight and then
1: a loud yes yeah. they're like
0: screaming the band can hear it and the teacher who's one foot in front of the band can't yeah um and then the
1: you know the thing pulls away, the curtain pulls away to reveal them having a fist fight. And then they, Nicolas Cage grabs Julie's hand and they run away and start a food yeah. fight so that they can get out of the Have prom. you ever
0: been in one of those?
1: A food yeah. fight? Um, I think someone in our neighborhood had a food fight party, like for their birthday.
0: I kind of want to do that at some point. I feel like I've never done that. That's like the two things in movies that seem the most fun to me are like actual movie parties. Although I think I would hate it once I was there. I'd be like, oh yeah. Like, too many people it's too loud this is awful it's trash and then having a food fight which is another thing it would probably be fun until it was happening and then you're like i hate this just i off.
1: i've always wanted to have one like on the beach i just need it in it near a hose so that
0: afterwards that's, somebody i is feel like, like in spray, the be- on
1: the beach it's sort of like oh it's just food so it's gonna like the animals the birds are gonna eat it whatever we can wash off in the ocean and then we're gonna- Yeah. I,
0: an environmentalist person not me would tell you that that's not great anyway but yes i think your general feeling is fine
1: um, but yeah, I think someone, one of our neighbors had that, had like a okay. birthday party food fight, which is fun. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Uh, they steal the limo. When this, when this is over, I would love to have a food fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You gotta get like the right foods. I did one of those, the, there was a thing, a very Groupon-y thing of, uh, similar to the tomato festival in Spain where they, you throw the tomatoes and I went and did that and it was fun until people started throwing tomatoes that they hadn't pre-squished and then you were just getting like bombed by tomatoes and it sucked. <laughs> Welts.
1: Yeah, basically. What food? So, like, obviously, cake. Cake and pie feel like yeah, good foods like foods. A
0: pie is like, I would love to give someone a pie in the face. Like, an actual We did that in a show once. Not a whipped cream. Like, I want to get a blueberry pie and just
1: like. <sharp inhale> No, we did whipped cream that was just shaving cream.
0: Yeah, it has. uh, I want it to be an honest to goodness, and again, I hate food waste, so it needs to be like an unsold pie that was going to be thrown away anyway. Um, But uh, it needs to be like blueberry or raspberry or cherry, like a goopy pie, not apple, too firm. I want like a lot of blob. What about
1: pumpkin? I feel like a pumpkin pie. Pumpkin would
0: be okay. okay. I really, what I really want is this: you smoosh it into someone's face and you let go, and then off their chin is more than one drip yeah, but okay. like, but like, like a like a bloop bloop like Mrs. Doubtfire. I want like multiple. I want them to wipe their eyes clear, and then I want just like it to drip off
1: their chin for a second or three. Okay, that's Pot. the idea. So, what are there, are there any other foods that would be good food fight foods?
0: Um, it has to be like the cake is a good one. I feel like a, a squished tomato is great. Like it just needs to yeah. be soft rice. Oh, yeah. Pasta. Noodles. Pasta. Noodles, yeah. I'm thinking pasta would be <laughs> a good food handfuls for Handfuls of spaghetti. Feels fun
1: as <laughs> heck. Um, handfuls of... Or mac and cheese. Yeah. Uh, not
0: hot soup. Yeah, okay. And not... No chowders. It needs to be a brothy
1: soup. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want like a chunk... Like no,
0: a, like I don't a want stew? clam chowder in anyone's hair. But like chicken <laughs> noodle <laughs> soup, where it's just like mushy vegetables, noodles, and, and water. Yeah, give me a big... Uh, chug uh, g- uh, give me a gallon of soup to dump over head.
1: i feel like all seafood is off the table no
0: no seafood probably no meat honestly yeah, no protein sources vegetarian, vegetarian like. is best here yeah i think so mm-hmm. maybe um, although
1: cheeses i guess
0: yeah i don't want cheese it'll get you'll end up with like a little in your hair that you don't get and then
1: it rocks mac and cheese i think mac and cheese would be so fun to throw maybe maybe i'd rather just have the boiled noodles
0: anyway if you've had a food fight out there uh send us a picture yeah Tell us what foods you, you use. Yeah, no, we would love to hear. Apparently we're going to do this. Um, so they escape, and they seal the limo, and the limo driver apparently doesn't know that it's a different person because he's like, sir, to the Sheraton? And then he's like, yeah, that's what we want to do,
1: and he just puts the visor thing up and well, they the drive around. the girl's the same, so maybe right. he's just like... <laughs> she didn't hire the car, did she? I uh, No, she did, I'm assuming not. And then
0: we get uh, the, the second uh, I'll stop the world and melt with you uh freeze you know freeze freeze frame as we pull up to los angeles and the graduate reference yeah that's
1: true it is a little bit it's a real tight close on the two of them yeah but they seem happy here (laughs) yeah um oh she throws the bracelet out the window
0: yeah 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 yeah. and that's uh that's valley girl uh final thoughts
1: it's decent um i just think it's it needs it doesn't need a reboot it needs to go back in time and tighten it up yeah i mean take more than 10 days to write your script
0: I always say that, you know, you can – if you're going to do a remake, it's better to do a remake of a bad movie. And I don't think this movie is particularly great. I know that's going to be really upsetting to some people. But I think this is a movie that could very easily be redone. The problem is it doesn't need to be an 80s movie. like the, And especially it doesn't need to be a musical, which is pants on head
1: crazy as far as – I American don't think characters. it's a real
0: musical. There's dance numbers all over that trailer.
1: But it's no, no, no. The trailer is the same dance number. Okay. They keep cutting to the same shot, like it's oh, like a okay. pier. Okay. So I think that's just like a cheeky opening m- number.
0: Because she, the daughter, does be call her out and be like, "You were dancing synchronized," so maybe that's right. But I just, it doesn't seem to make sense to me. It seems like the the oddest choice. It could, it could very easily be set today. It doesn't have to be in the 80s, but it seems like a fun way to do Romeo and Juliet. is high school cliques. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just found this, like, very slow. I know a lot of people love this movie. I think I liked this movie more the first
1: time I watched it, which was probably 15 years ago. Kevin Smith loves this movie. Quentin Tarantino loves this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think I think it's... Part of that is Los Angeles being super cool and accessible in this movie. And so for young movie geek dudes, that makes a ton of sense to me, that they were obsessed with a movie about Los Angeles, which is a place they wanted to be desperately. Yeah, I can see that. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like this was pretty boring, to be honest with you. I think they have great chemistry. I think there's some really good moments in it, but I think the movie itself is pretty pretty dry. Well, apparently they dated. I I didn't see they dated. I saw he was like super creepy, crushed. Not mean not creepy, but super obsessed with her, crushing on her, writing her poems and such.
1: Oh, I thought I read that um, the breakup scene was hard because they were dating by then.
0: Oh, interesting. Maybe that's true.
1: I, maybe
0: they weren't dating and they dated. But I'd give this a light recommend um uh, it's
1: yeah it's a short movie
0: yeah and it's cute it has some nice moments certainly if you were alive in the 80s and remember this stuff it's probably like a, a nostalgia bomb for you uh, oh
1: for as, sure
0: as somebody who wasn't it's just kind of okay um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean there there are worse ways to spend your time in quarantine that's for sure uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, check us out online. We're on Facebook and uh, at Dissect the 80s on Twitter. Don't forget to send us in your requests for Listener Request Month. That's 856-DISSECT. Can't wait to see what you're sending us. Uh, we will be back in two weeks uh, to discuss Jim uh which I'm very excited about. It's basically the actual version of the Olympic movie we pitched a couple episodes back, but we'll get to that in, uh, in due time. We'll get there. Uh, don't forget to check out Patreon.com slash Dissecting the 80s. If you are on Patreon, uh, make sure you uh, contribute to the Patreon Listener Request Month pick. Thank you again so much for listening to the show. I have been Tripp Lano.
1: I will always be Andrew Leno.
0: Until next time.
1: Don't you forget about me.
0: Dissecting the 80s is a Chum Sum of This production. Ow! The things we're gonna cut out in (laughs) editing.
1: That sort of has a...
0: It always feels
1: like she's hitting...